stats, booms, busts, sleepers. Listen to Adam and Vincent with Fantasy Pandemic on Monday and Thursday evenings via Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to follow them on Twitter at Fantasy Pandemic, at Fantasy Cajun, and at FF Little Finger. Welcome to the uh, first edition of the Fantasy Pandemic Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Bryce. Uh, my co-host is Vincent Argrave. Vincent, how are you doing tonight? I am doing great, and I am ready. I've been ready all year. We're only about one season late on this, but it's been my been my life dream to do this. So, yeah, man, uh, definitely. I've always, uh, you know, been interested in fantasy football. It's uh, definitely been a passion of mine for quite a long time. Uh, I actually started when I was about six or seven years old. Uh, we were entering entering names in on a, in a newspaper, and you'd have to call in on a hotline on a weekly weekly basis to make transactions and put your starters in. It's very odd, uh, but up until then, you know, uh, my first ever pick in fantasy football. Uh, you know, I thought about this. It was me and a buddy of mine. Uh, we got in together on the ESPN Pay League. We had the first pick of the draft, and our first pick was Steve Young, of all people. Uh, he actually led us to a championship that year. So it was, you know, it was a, it was a great season. It was a great start to my fantasy career. And here we are 30 years later, uh, starting, uh, starting a a fantasy podcast. I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, we got a lot of free time with the coronavirus pandemic going on. So, uh, you know, how about yourself, uh, Vincent, tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, Steve Young's a great segue because you sound very old when you describe your fantasy experience. So (laughs) no, mine's probably, uh, probably around, oh, four if i think i remember right because i remember exactly who i drafted because i was the number three pick and number three number four took tiki barber the year brandon jacobs showed up so barber i am obviously a glutton for punishment because brandon jacobs had you know double digit touchdowns that year and completely tanked my first ever season which you know after that it's 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 been all downhill from there but no done um did that league at work which uh, carried over to my personal league, which now I commissioned, which still has been going to today that you are yourself are in at this point. And uh, no, it's been great um, mainly because of the camaraderie or uh, enemies or however you want to say it, many good and great and terrible stories through the years with everybody we played with and people you hate and players you hate and vice versa. So um, really excited to, just talk about it because that's pretty much all I do anyways. I'm, you know, most people ignore me and put earbuds in. So, yeah, man, I understand that. You know, I do try to get a little break from fans from ball from time to time. It, it is very life consuming. You know, last year I started in May and, you know, went on till you know, almost January. You know, it's a very, it's a very, you know, strong passion, but it is very exhausting. Sometimes I do, I do need a break every now and then, but yeah, I'm excited to get, uh, get started with this podcast. Uh, it's definitely, I feel like it's a long time coming with, you know, the knowledge that I share, the knowledge I feel you share. Uh, I think it's going to come uh, come together well. I think, uh, you know, we're going to do well, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, you know, the first thing I'd like to, you know, bring up and, you know, I think the big news of the week, I mean, obviously is Tom Brady leaving the New England Patriots for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, you know, that leaves uh, the Patriots kind of in shambles. You're, you're at Jared Stidham at quarterback and then Tom Brady goes to, he leads the Patriots and Julian Edelman, and he gets Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and OJ Howard. My goodness! Yeah, it's a uh, it's 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 a very uh, convenient time to start a podcast when you know the greatest to ever do it is uh, bouncing teams. Um, but you know, looking at it from like a, a team by team, I, I what you said about the Patriots, like I don't 
Like they were subpar, like fantasy wise last year. Like I don't like I don't feel good about touching almost anybody over there right now. Like um, Edelman's a you know a pillow fight away from being out for six games with a concussion as it is, but. And then, you know, realistically, I think it's a better football move for Tampa than maybe a fantasy move. But I'm sure, you know, we'll dive into it a little deeper. Uh, no, about, no doubt about that, man. I mean, you're right. You know, Edelman is – he's definitely a pillow fight away from uh, a six-game – either a six-game injury or a six-game suspension in his in his opinion because, you know, he's, he's had a couple suspensions in his past. Uh, you know, the, really the only other fantasy productive player, you know, uh, over there I thought was very consistent was James White and – Man, that that really hurts his impact uh, big time with Brady leaving. Uh, you know, it's, it's tough to tough to see. They're gonna be uh, they're gonna be a struggle come from uh, fantasy fantasy wise, and I think they're gonna struggle in, in the NFL as well. You know, that that's a division that's getting stronger. Buffalo's you know just got Stephon Diggs. Uh, you know, Miami is signing some big players. They're they're on the rise, so it's gonna be a tough division for New England. But man, Tampa and Tom Brady walk into an already you know tough division. Carolina signs Teddy Bridgewater for three years. Uh, you got Matt Ryan and the, the Atlanta Falcons, and now you've got Tom Brady and you know, the high flying Buccaneers with uh, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, uh, OJ Howard. You know they don't really have a running back. That's kind of a problem right now. I think they right. need to keep real building their offensive line. So, uh, you know, talk about you know the the offensive impact for Tampa Bay here. I think uh, I do think Jameis is beneficial for the people around him in fantasy. Now his inconsistency, you get the big ups, you get big downs, but. I think Mike Evans in general is uh, a huge boom-bust guy under Jameis, so you always have that upside. I think he'll probably level out a little bit this year, but uh, I read something today, like the, the last sizable receiver that Brady's had is like outside of a tight end was like Randy Moss. Like he's going to have, you know, Gronk with more speed and athleticism on the outside with Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin is not a small child either. So he's going to have those two big athletic guys on the outside. And then I know you said uh, O.J. Howard, everybody looks to – everybody's been waiting for the breakout, um, but also Cameron Brake. So you go back to the Gronk-Hernandez style of offense. And I um, also read a quote earlier where Arians was quoted in 2015 when he took uh, Roethlisberger to a freaking premier year from fantasy points. And he said, you know, in the offseason, I'm going to bring you in. I'll let you drive the playbook. I'll let you drive the calls as long as I know you can handle it. Now you have the best ever to do it to come in to work with him and Leftwich and dictate um, the offensive terminology and fit it into the system. But having the personnel better than Brady's arguably ever had outside of that Gronk Hernandez or Randy Moss type era, but he's never had this. And then on top of that, he's been open and honest since Antonio Brown left the Patriots. He wants a B. So now you put him in the slot on a prove it deal and suspended for, you know, a few games, but ultimately, I mean, it could be the most, prolific players on offense. I mean, now they could turn into Cleveland, but, you know, I think that all that is going to be very beneficial for Brady. I hope he can support enough of the players, uh, but without a real running back, that should be easy. And I don't think that offensive line is going to all of a sudden be able to run block. So, 
Yeah, you, you make some great points. Uh, you know, one of my one of my big concerns is does Brady you know still have enough you know behind you know his long balls to you know feed Godwin's long balls? I think he's going to be great with Evans. Gosh, I, I, Evans has got to be a, a high end t- uh, wide receiver one my, at this point, in my opinion. I mean, I, I, I'm talking wide top top seven wide receivers probably in the PPR league. Uh, I definitely say Godwin's uh, also a wide receiver one. He's probably a uh, top twelve in my opinion. I mean, it's it's two dynamic weapons uh, on offense. You know, uh, for him to at his disposal, you know, with Brady and Bruce Arians, that high flying offense, they really need to find a running back. You know, Melvin Gordon is is still available and he's still looking for a contract. I, I think that would be a, a very generous fit for Tampa. How about you? What do you think? I think Gordon would be a good get. I think it obviously would cost him. I think in Melvin Gordon's side of it, if he's looking to be a feature back, this is one of the few places that um, could support that, obviously, with nobody there. Um, you know, you see the graphic of the new offense and they have to put a running back on it and they put Ronald Jones. It's like, seriously. Like, Ronald Jones. <laughs> just like everybody's <laughs> like, why Why is that guy there? But uh, me, I'm looking um, – you know, I would think the draft, I don't know if they want to invest in Melvin Gordon because obviously he's not getting a whole lot of tread right now. But I think Dark Horse, Deion Lewis just got cut by uh, Tennessee – so now you get somebody very familiar with Brady that is probably a system type of guy. You know, you take James White, you send him to Tennessee behind Derrick Henry. He probably doesn't do anything either. You know, it's just I think it just ended up being not a good fit. Um, but I think that you find somebody like that or, you know, God forbid, somebody like uh, Clyde's ever a lair. He gets drafted by them. Um, somebody, you know, you can do pass protection and you know that's, you know, um, going to be able to perform. I think it's funny because you went all the way back. You went to the AFC South. Um, you realize that, you know, now Drew Brees is clearly the worst quarterback in the in the NFC South because he's the only one without an MVP. So we have three MVPs, NFL MVPs in the NFC South, Drew Brees being the only one not um, receiving them. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater? Oh, yeah, he's in Carolina. Dang oh, it. Teddy's one. in Carolina now. But I, I I don't think MVP is uh, is all in break. No 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 no. I just more it's more just it's hilarious that now you're gonna get Brady, Debris twice a year racing each other, which I personally think every, a lot of people will think oh, Tampa's not gonna win a Super Bowl. I don't think Tampa's gonna win a Super Bowl. I think Brady wanted to prove that he could still play. He wants to put up numbers at the end of his career, not like Pey- Peyton went to win another ring. Brady's got six. Brady wants the stats. He wants to show that he still has it. He wants to be in the South in nice warm temperature and he wants to sling it because his legacy is established regardless of what happens in my opinion, the next two years. So I think that him and breeze are going to be in a two year showdown to see who retires and who ends up putting up the next best stats. And it's going to be a race every year. And now you get a 17th game to watch it. Yeah, that's going to be uh, that's going to be interesting, man. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see it. You know, there's, there's been a ton of moves uh, this week and, you know, we'll have to, uh, We'll have to get ready to discuss them here here in a little bit, you know, with our podcast. 